I speak to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Our gospel begins with this really attentive gaze from religious leaders focusing on Jesus. The text says they were watching him closely. And as I was reading that, I thought, uh-huh. What would he do or say at the Sabbath meal? Jesus is watching as well as the scene unfolds. Guests arrive, and as they do, some choose places of honor at the table. After all, they are important guests. Others are not so lucky and sit where they can. And today we are invited to look upon this gathering through the eyes of Jesus to notice what he notices, to see what he sees. And his gaze is just as sharp and piercing as those who are looking for him to slip up or to say the wrong thing, to disrupt or draw too much attention. And Jesus doesn't miss a thing. As he scans the room, he may look upon the face of the Pharisee who invited him, the host of the meal. And then he may look further down and see a few more leaders, maybe a scribe or a servant or someone who somehow slipped in, hoping for a place anywhere at the table. His eyes just take in every single person. He begins to take apart the societal norms and structures before him, and he mentally reorders and rearranges everything that he sees. Jesus shares a parable that displaces those who choose lofty spaces and makes room for the humble and lowly. His storytelling reaches across the table and then moves to and fro, making unlikely relations. He weaves people together with grace and compassion and mercy. And these bonds are ones strengthened by what Jesus has to offer. The joyous surprise of discovery, of potential friendships, and not by the tethers of transactional patronage or obligation that mark this society. You see, this is where difference can be celebrated, where the divine rejoices and delights in all of those gathered at the table, where the lowly have a place of honor, where those who humble themselves are exalted by a generous God. This is the dream Jesus is interested in sharing as he speaks. It's what he wants to see, what he wants the world to move towards. At one point, Jesus speaks directly to the person who invited him to the meal, reminding him of his great responsibility and yet blessed opportunity to serve as host. Jesus wants him to make a new guest list that invites and cares for those who may never repay him with an invitation later. Our Lord is teaching an amazing lesson that the host has the power to not only participate symbolically in the work of Jesus, but in a real and tangible way to bring the kingdom of God near. This meal, this reordering has divine consequences rippling out into a world that needs to be shaken up a bit. 
And this gospel matters today because Christ still looks upon this world. Christ looks upon us, and his eyes are still filled with love for us. And Jesus is calling us today to enact his vision. You see, some days we find that we are the host. We get to invite, to make a place for someone at the table, whether it's our mother's dining room table that we carefully polish with lemon pledge each week, just hoping that we'll have someone come for dinner. Or maybe it's in that bank parking lot where we offer a bit of our hamburger to a wandering, scrawny dog. Just an invitation. And some days we are the guest. We are given the gift of companionship, a new connection, a second chance at friendship, a place at a table where we are seen and we are fed, a place where it doesn't matter what our current circumstances or our bank account may tell us, just a place. And whether we are guest or host, we are blessed participants in the inbreaking of God, in moments where grace and mercy are shared. It's where we are asked to imagine and create and craft and work until the world looks like God's been here. In a few weeks, I'm very excited that teenagers and young adults and middle-aged parents and widowers and, and widows and retirees and new folks and those I've been here a while folks and everyone in between will make something beautiful when they come together on Sunday mornings for Exploring Spiritual Treasure, one of our Sunday morning class offerings. And sometimes they'll be the ones to invite, to welcome, to hear those new stories to create space, to feed, maybe even clean a dish to prepare a place for someone. Sometimes they'll be the guest and maybe sit quietly at first or maybe slip in late in the back, unsure of their place, or perhaps walk over to a table where a mentor has pulled out a chair for them. Perhaps as the guest, they will burst forth with a story, one they'd almost forgotten, where God has shown up in their lives, maybe at school or at home or work, wherever and whenever. And remarkably, at some point, the lines will get blurred between who is the host and who is the guest. All are welcome. And as one mentor has said, just come on in. This is what the inbreaking of God looks like as well. And yet, this class and this church are just some of the places where we get to practice invitation and the receiving of hospitality, and we have to practice both. God is calling us to take this outside church doors and on the road, to experience the joy of a chance conversation with someone different from us to look upon someone and see what God sees, to love like God loves. And God delights in this. The first line of our reading from Hebrews says, let mutual love continue. 
And I've had that as sort of my prayer this week. I keep going back to this line, let mutual love continue. I love these words because they acknowledge that love is already here. It has arrived and keeps on coming. It's a call to action and a way of living. So let love call to you and let love continue through you. This is the love that Mary sings from in the Magnificat. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. Mary is speaking from the love she has already received from God and a love that will inhabit her blessed womb. And then that love will keep going. Love will walk the earth. Love will invite. Love will heal. Love will befriend. Love will go to the cross, and love will never end. Our job as followers of Jesus is to seek and to participate, to notice, to humble ourselves, or hold someone up when we can. This is how God continues, again, to break through. And so, what will it look like for you to let love move through you? How will your life be different? Let us find out together as we continue as guest and host and always with the love of God. Amen.